welcome to the KWUR Theater of the Air here on KWUR Clayton 90.3 FM. I am one of your three hosts, David Reinstrom. I'm David Bruno Brutman over here at the board. And I'm Alex Jensen. Welcome to Tuesday. Yes, it is a fine day for a Tuesday. Yes, it's not bad. Can I talk like this the rest of the show? Absolutely not. I'm going to veto that. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes, Yes, we vote no. Sorry. Okay, back to my regular voice, I guess. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? Alex, how are you? Well, I'm just fine. I spilled coffee all over my cell phone, and yeah, you told it me earlier. broke. That but is other than that, I'm fine. How are you? I, I'm pretty good. <laughs> are you we know. ready to play some we are. radio theater? We are ready to play some radio theater. Excellent. Oh, I'm yes. sorry. Da- David, David, and David, how are, how are, how are you? you? David Bruno Brotman, how are you? I'm awesome. Good. As per usual. As per usual. So, I'm, I'm rocking out. You are rocking out. <laughs> I wanted to start today with some Fire Sign Theater. Raise your hand if you like the Fire Sign Theater. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I do. You can't see it, um, but all three of us are raising our hands. Fire Sign Theater has been active since the mid-1960s. They are a pretty zany, wacky sort of radio sketch group. Uh, They started out on LP, and everyone thought they were really weird, and (laughs) that they were high all the time. Like us. We're not high all the time. No, I, I guess. Oh, I meant you mean the really weird. Think we're weird? People do think we're weird. I was weird. late on the draw with that one. Yeah, you were. We are. <laughs> we are never high. No, you're right. High on life. And our high mother's on love. Tuesday. And our mother's love. Um, and each other. Yes. All right, continue. I'm sorry. I'm high on you, Alex. Aw, David. Aww. But no, I'll say hi to you. Hi, David. Hi, David. Close hi. enough. Okay. Uh, we are not blowfish. Back so, on track. Okay, so what I'd like to... This is one of their recurring characters, is Nick Danger. He keeps popping up uh, in a lot of their work. This, what we're going to play tonight, we're going to play two uh, two pieces, or two... You know, Sketches? Two, two, two parts of the same sketch from from their 2001 album, Bride of Fire Sign. Uh, there, there aren't that many inside jokes here. I think everything is pretty much self-contained. Um, what you need to know is that Fun Fun Town is Los Angeles, and that there is a, a mayoral campaign going on between a cop and a criminal. Uh, let's begin. Firesign Theater, Lost Gals. Los Angeles. It's a tough town. It's a tough town for tough guys. If you spell my town inside out, you get legs on sale. But personally, I prefer the asphalt Arabic spelling. L-O-S-T-G-A-L-S. Nick Danger. He walks again by night. I gotta get a car. Out of the fog and into the frogs. Whoa. Hey, it's raining cats and frogs. Heck, I don't need a frog. I could use a dog. It's a guy thing. He's a man. A man to reckon with. A man to reckon with. Whatever happened to her? (laughs) Always a maid, never a bride. He's relentless. He's ruthless. With Ruth gone, now I have to answer my own phone. He's dogged. Hey! Oh, hey! I've got a dog. Hey, little fella. I I know what. I'm going to call you relent. Then I won't be relentless anymore. Get it? <laughs> At rolling and blackout, they turn left. Hey, that's my ankle. You, you trying to tell me something, little guy? Hey, calm down. You sound like a drunken French monkey. Wait. Oh, I get it. I got my hat over my third eye. Let me just lift it up and... How's that? Ah, about time, you dumb dick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. At Bug House and Nightingale, they turn right. Hey, 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 who's that? That's my announcer. You mean an imaginary being who speaks to you? Well, it's too complicated to explain to a dog. Species. Skeptic. Woof. X3, X3, five-star, fine, fine, radio final. Feel all about it. Hey, you don't have to yell. We're standing right here. How do I know? I'm blind. I can't see you. May I proceed? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Legendary bad guy Rocky Rococo faces police star Bradshaw in mayoral toss-off. Pledges to track mud across clean city platform. X3. I could have gotten all that information at firesigntheater.com. Keyword, blind newsboy. X3, X3. Phone rings in distance. It's Hey. You won't find that on the web, smart ass. Oh, yeah. I ought to give you the hot kiss at the end of a wet... Boy. Put him up. Where'd you go? Where'd you... 
They passed the rain-soaked cakes in MacArthur Park. They never have that recipe again. And stop in amazement before a great deconstructed architectural makeover. Frank Geary has ruined my building. Where did he hide the fire plugs? The whole thing looks like a fire plug. So it looks like a fire plug. He climbs the 13 chain link steps to his workplace. Oh, God, he's ready for mystery. Is that That's my line? My line. Oh, sorry. He's ready for mystery. He's ready for excitement. He's ready for anything. He's. Hey, where's my hat rack? It's digital. Where's my desk? It's virtual. What's with this little phone? What the hell does flash mean? Push the talk button, dumb shoe. Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, Nick Danger, third eye. <laughs> like to order a product placement to go. Huh? And hold the anchovies. Uh, <laughs> and put on the dog. Oh, it's for you, Relent. Who is it? It's a call from the wild. Uh, is it London? Sounds local. Hello, Jack? Otto? <gasps> Dr. Firesign. Do not let this moment pass. Yes, master. On a full moon, sad and lonely... Sat we in my mad lab only, wrapped in melancholy pride, thinking solely of the bride. The bride. Now, use your powers, drool and wheedle. Guide the third eye to the needle. <laughs> yes, master. Let yeah. sit. Okay. We got a call. You're in the pipe, streaming the virtual non-union adventures of Nick Danger, Third Eye, America's only detective. All downloaded names, characters, syllables, nuances, letters, and punctuation marks are the soulless property of the Extratainment Division of U.S. Plus. U.S. Plus. We own the idea you thought was yours. And this adventure is brought to you by Ankafero's Firstborn Stores. Hello, hello. Who it be? I've got your kid. I'm Uncle P. <laughs> Busted, tapped. Dads and mummies come unwrapped here at Uncle Pharaoh's. I could not believe it. I signed away my son, Sean, and next thing you know, I'm floating through the store in a dog-headed barge piled Nile High with bogus bounty. Well, stuff me with honey. I'm a happy man. Are you stuck in the mud? Join the flood of shoppers leaving the banks to pledge a child and go wild at Uncle P's. I went completely over my limit at Ankafaro's, and all it cost me was my little Melinda, and her college tuition was killing me anyway. She Uncle Pharaoh's Firstborn Store, open 24 horrors a day at the corner of Ibis and Riddle in the newly spun Rumpel Foreskin Mall. There's more tombs to raid at firesigntheater.com keyword firstborn. And Nick Danger is also brought to you by... This is Rocky Rococo, your sleazy weasel choice for mayor of Fun Fun Town. Why me? Because I'm running against a stupid cop. Alvin Impact Man Bradshaw. He says he's tough on crime. <laughs> I've been a criminal all my life, and he's never put a finger on me. <laughs> Do you want a mayor who dresses like a colorblind undertaker, eats in his car, and can't bring a bride to the altar? I think not. So, fun, fun, voters. Drop into your local Rococo headquarters, get a massage, have a highball, and register with one of my professional precinct hostesses. At the end of the day, Rocky says, you need a good time more than you need a good town. Paid for by Rococo for mayor or pope, whatever comes first committee. And now, back to the steaming adventure that Nick Danger wants to call Lost Gals, but which our older writers who have actually been to college strongly recommend we call... The bride stripped bare by her bachelor's even. Or 
jeune French l'a mariée et mise à nu par ses célibataires même. Sacre bleu Is that all you got, Bradshaw? May no. Hit him again, shenanigan. Loose no. foot. All right, all right. No, wait oh. a minute. It's Bloodworth's turn, Chief. Yes, Bloodworth's turn. Give me the cattle prize. Oh, yes! The other end, you fucking fool! I'm so sorry, Ben. <laughs> hey, give it to Danger. And give it to him good, Bloodworth. Okay, Chief. Take this, Danger. <sighs> Thanks, Bloodworth. I hold it on this end, right? Oh, yeah, if you hold the other end. <laughs> <laughs> you tricked me, you got card! Oh, oh, you hit me in my hat. A blow to the chapeau. <laughs> if you take it off, Nick, I'll reblock it for you. I never take it off, shenanigan. I was born in this hat. Oh, you're so thin, Danger. Dress now, like me. I have a hat for every mood. Bloodworth? Yes, boss. Get me my angry hat. Uh-oh. Oh, this wee green one here with the fuzzy little feathers on top? Yavo. Well, how does it look? Well, it looks better on your head, sir. Cut the crap and cuff the cream pie. Give, give me your right no. hand. I'll get the other right one. No. Call off your goons, Al. My goons have names. That's right. I'm a shenanigan. And I'm a bloatwurst. That's insane. If you were a bloatwurst, you'd be short and round and packed into an animal's entrails. Hey. Well, you are short and round. That's not what Mrs. Bloatwurst says. <laughs> Can't we cut to the end of this scene, Bradshaw? Is there something you actually want from me, or is this just knee-jerk police violence? Let me jerk his knee. I need a jerk. Shut up. Shut up, both of you. Nick, when you're looking at me... Hey, look at me. Okay. You're looking at the impact man. Yeah. Next Tuesday, I'm going to be sleeping in the mayor's bed, and I better not be sleeping alone. Oh, of course, I'd like to help you, Al, but that's a closet I'm not coming out of. Shut up! I got a humiliating story to tell you. Oh, a humiliating story. Okay, I'll listen if you take the cuffs off me. All right, uncuff them, Shenanigan. I'll get the right one. I got the other right one. Oh, those pants drape a lot finer without the cuffs. Well, what about the bracelets, boyos? Well, I think they're too strong a statement with a tattoo. Yeah. What tattoo? The one we're going to give you if you don't shut up and listen. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Okay, oh, sorry, okay, guys, okay, okay. All right, all right. It all happened last week. Wait, 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 wait a minute. This is a flashback, Bradshaw. Yeah. Now I do the flashbacks in these stories. Uh, we don't need you for the flashbacks anymore, Danger. What? In the 21st century, <laughs> oh, no. all I have to do is pot down my voice and boot up the organist. Yeah, you tell him, boss. <laughs> hey, where did everybody go? Now, do you, Alvin Lieutenant Bradshaw, a.k.a. Impact Man... Yeah, that's me. ...soon to be swept into office as mayor of Fun Fun Town? Oh, he's the pinchiest. Just hand me the chalice, Alice. Oh, yes, your bishop. Do you take this bribe, bride... To be your ticket to ride. Yeah, I will. I mean, I, I do. I, I just did. Hey, can we get to the kiss already? <laughs> you may now lift the bride and kiss the veil. Uh, sir, I'll lift you to the kissing. Hey, who's this geek? Hello, Mr. Bradshaw. I'm your announcer. Oh, that's what he looks like. I'm here in this flashback to tell you your bride-to-be has been purloined. Somebody loined her? Abducted. Well, that, that's worse, ain't it? To Dr. Firesign's Pavilion of Plastic Beauty for a complete molecular makeover. Oh, maybe he'll get rid of her mustache. After which, she will marry the next mayor of Fun Fun Town. Why? Rockefeller Rocky Rococo. Et maintenant, retournons aux aventures continuées de Nick Hazard. Troisième œil. Our announcer is a Canadian scam. Strike! Strike! Right. Bring him up! Strike! I got you know, no Strike! It's just a theory, you know. Penelope be praised. Where do you all go when you fade away like that? Oh, that's a time-honored technique from the golden age of Canadian radio. Shut up! Sorry. I've never been so ameliorated. You gotta get Amanda back for me, Danger. Well, that'd be bride-napping, Al. Yeah. It's gonna cost you big. What do you want, Nick? Five large? I'm a 40 long. Oh, 40 suits me fine. Okay. And give me back my 38 short. Is that all? Well, I'll take your black 
and white for a start, if it does. It does. And ungag my dead-end dog. Oh, all right. Here you go, little fella. Up the Irish. Hey, you want me to give him rabies, Nick? Act professional, Relent. This is a job. What's a job to a dog? Who's Nick talking to? Shut up. And danger. Yeah. Make it look like she came back to me on her own. Or we'll be fitting you for a new suit. By Samantha Portland. <laughs> okay, <funny>. okay. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah. Don't leave food under your bed. Same old, same old. And don't spend all day on a cell phone. You can have a phone in your cell. And don't blow all your allowance on tech stocks. <laughs> he must mean vacuum tube futures. Don't ask me. Where's my bowl? And if all of that made sense to you, I want you to know, I'm single. If all of that made sense to you, there is help. <laughs> I, I believe I believe I addressed that with my own statement. <laughs> you, you can call our hotline uh, at three one four nine three five five nine eight seven to ask David for a date. Right, just a reminder that you are <laughs> here. <clears throat> Listening, if if you're still listening after that, to KWUR Radio Theater of the Air. I'm David Brunel Brutman. I'm David Reinstrom, and I don't see why anyone would be, you know, insulted by my sultry tones. I'm Alex Jensen. Yes. Just There's, wanted to throw that out there. Yes, you are. <laughs> There's nothing insulting about your sultry tones. It's just that that fire sign theater bit was... Do, are you saying I scare people away? Completely... I am I, not afraid of commitment. No, I was just confused. Stop putting all of this on me. Okay. You're you're clearly trying to change the subject here away from my needs to your needs. So I think what we're going to do is take a quick break here. Let's see if we can resolve break. this. Counseling. Mm-hmm. Alex, where's my sledgehammer? I, uh, we'll, we'll be back. Razzle, frazzle. Can I help you? Um, hi, Mr. Baker. I'm Sean. Who? Sean? I'm I'm here to pick up your your daughter. Why? Uh, we kind of have a date tonight. You kind of have a date? Y- yeah. Well, do you or don't you, boy? Do I, or, or do I, what? Have a date. Oh, oh, uh, well, I, I guess so, yeah. No, you don't. I don't? No, you don't. Not until you answer a few questions, young man. Uh, okay. Uh, how old are you? Eighteen. Do you drink alcohol? No. Do you take drugs? No. Ever lied to your mother? N- what? Are you registered with Selective Service? Well, uh... Are you registered with Selective Service? Oh, uh, no, 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 not, not yet, but, uh, I... All men must register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's quick, it's easy, and it's the law. Go to sss.gov or to your local post office and register. Who was that, Dad? Oh, no one you'd ever want to meet. Man, you should be praying the Lord. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to KWUR Clayton, 90.3 FM, and this is the KWUR Theater of the Air. And... Snicker, snicker, snicker. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you haven't noticed already, um, our show this week is mystery-themed. Dum-bum-bum! So we have a special treat for you next. Yes. Um, it is something that David, David, and I have created um, in our newsworthy Ghost Island days. Um when we were writing several short sketches um, a week. And the title of this sketch is Artemis St. Clair. So it is. Hit it. The fat man was dead. When they found him, he had more holes in him than a pine cone full of bees. I never liked him much, but he was my partner, so that's something. With Houston gone, it was only me and the secretary, Jonah. Jonah called me that morning, said I had a visitor. A Miss St. Clair? Yeah. Got a visitor. Send him in. He was small and sallow, sort of like a candle made of animal fat, or a cardboard box full of cannolis. He was dressed in a fine gray charcoal suit that looked more expensive than a Bombay chicken made of sapphires. What do you want? You are Artemis St. Clair, yes? Yes. You are a private investigator, yes? Yes. I am Mr. Thebes. I require your services. There is an object that is very important to me. I need you to find it. He had a sort of dulled intensity, like a spoon made of butter. What is this object, Mr. Thebes? It is a statuette. An Incan work of unsurpassed value. A wombat of solid 24-karat gold. They call it the Andean Wombat. I will reward you handsomely to fetch it for me. The offer seemed good, so I took it. I took it like a bear takes a treadmill. With Houston gone, cases were few and far between. I have reason to believe that the wombat is in the possession of one Mr. Parvalesco. He has it in a safe deposit box somewhere. I need it very badly. I need for you to find that safe deposit box and bring the wombat to me. Maybe it was stealing. I didn't care. I was as used to stealing as a starfish is used to paying for groceries and wampum. I'll do it, Mr. Thebes. But I'll need some money up front. Operating expenses. You understand. How about $300? Yeah, that works. I followed up on the leads Mr. Thebes gave me. A pair of broken spectacles and an envelope with the address of the Hotel Perdito. I made my way there and sashayed up to the desk clerk. Oh, uh, uh can I help you? Yes. Oh, uh, who, oh, who, who, who are you looking for? Are, are you looking for someone? He was short and sweating like a chia pet in a Moldovan prison. I'm looking for Constantine Parvalescu. Uh, 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 let me check the room. Uh, the looking up the room with the, the looking and let me looking up. Uh, <coughs> uh, yeah, uh, room 109, miss. Is he in? Yes! Uh, yes, yes, he is, yes. I had reduced him to a sniveling pulp, a bowl full of kittens rolled in moistened cornstarch. I made my way up to the room and knocked three times. Come in. It's, it's you. you. It was Artemis St. Clair, my old partner. It was Houston, the partner I'd taken for dead, and he was encroaching on my interior monologue. I, this was my interior monologue. I don't know what you're trying to pull, Miss Ebert. At any rate, it was getting confusing. More confusing than a poodle dipped in pudding. Your analogies never even made sense. 
that doesn't matter. What are you doing here, Houston? I'm looking for Constantine Pavlescu. It seems you've found him, Artemis. I am Constantine Pavlescu. And Wensleydale Houston. And on Fridays and bank holidays, I'm a dance hall barmaid named Daisy. But that's not important right now. I assume you've come for the wombat. Yes. Yes, I have, Wensleydale. I knew Thebes would send someone eventually, but I didn't expect you to show up. You see, Thebes would do anything to get the wombat from me. I had to fake my own death in order to allay suspicion that I possessed the thing. Apparently, it didn't fool him. You're right, fat man. It didn't fool me for a second. And now your former partner has lured me right to you. Ah, Thebes, popping out of the shadows to point a gun at me. How typically underhanded. How vile. How expected. Didn't you think I'd prepared for this contingency? Huh. Well, no, I was hoping you hadn't. Well, I, I did. I happen to have the Andean wombat right here in my position. If you shoot me, I will throw it out of the window, where it will be certain to be dented very seriously. No! No, you wouldn't dare! I would, Thebes. I certainly... <laughs> no, you wouldn't, Pavelescu. You were always too fat to move quickly, especially in grade school, when we were gym partners. You lost that three-legged race for us so long ago on that fateful field day. Now it comes full circle, Parvalescu. Now I have revenge for that awful day of shame. Now I have the Andean wombat. Isn't it beautiful, Miss St. Clair? You just murdered my partner. What, what do you expect me to say? I, I don't know. Isn't it pretty and stuff? Yes, but but my partner... Oh, well, he was dead and fat anyway. Aren't you going to pay me? I'll tell you something, Miss St. Clair. I never pay for anything I don't have to. He was pointing that gun at me in an awfully threatening way, like a carnival plushie made of Tabasco sauce. I've already left one body here. So two won't be much of a stretch. Prepare to... Ah! No! I dropped the wombat! Wait a second. That's not gold. That's gold foil. And it's covering... Chocolate! No! His momentary distraction allowed me to draw my gun, like a panther in Spain. Happy Easter, mother f I wrapped the wombat in newspaper. The fat man's papers revealed the location of the true wombat. I hocked it and took the chocolate one home. It turned out to be delicious. Jonah and I ate it with a pint of Ben & Jerry's all-natural Vermont ice cream, available in your local grocery store's freezer section or at a Ben & Jerry's near you. entertaining story, wasn't it? Absolutely, Peter Laurie. Yeah. Um, you know, I had to learn all of my lines phonetically. Yes, I've heard. Oh, hey. <laughs> um, I that... never really spoke English. I have no idea what anyone else is saying right now. This is actually really awkward. I'm... In a minute, I'm going to run out of script. <laughs> Did you memorize exactly what you just said? What? Hmm. You're uh... listening... <laughs> <laughs> to K-Worth Theater of the Air here on 90.3 FM, St. Louis Underground Radio. And it is Mystery Week, and you just heard an original sketch by us called Artemis St. Clair. Happy Tuesday. And I must say that was one of my favorite parts to play. <laughs> um, I'm a method actress, so, um, you know, I I had to dress up in a in a sultry red gown. And uh, wear a blonde wig for and, about a week before. And carry a gun. And carry a gun and uh, smoke a, a long cigarette. In a long cigarette holder. In a long cigarette holder, yes. As, so. as is her want. Yes. She she wants. And I think it came out quite nicely. So, um... All right, we are going to take a short break. Uh, we will be back in a couple of minutes. And until then, enjoy... Cool Jerk by Boomish. What if we don't come back? Well, we'll always have Paris, sweetheart.
On this side, you will hear famous songs as done by famous people. I think you'll dig it. For the last couple of years, we've had a very swinging association with... The gentle sounds of boomish slowly fades away. We return you now to the KWUR Theater of the Air. I'm one of your three hosts, David Reinstrom. I'm David Brunel Brutman. And I'm Alex Jensen. And just to remind you, you're listening to KWUR here at KWUR Clayton 90.3 FM. You can listen online at www.kwur.com. That is many W's. That is so many W's. Anyway, we're back from our break. Woo! 
<laughs> I, I did a little stretchy stretch. I did a little dance. And now we're gonna dive. I was about to say that I did a little dance. Oh, you did a little dance? Well, did we all we did a little dance as part I of the don't stretch. Remember? But focus, people. Now we're gonna dive headlong, rushing at nine point eight meters per second Mach squared. Mach speed. Falling mock into speed. yes, mock speed. Mock speed. No, not mock speed. Falling headlong into more of real speed. Real speed, as uh, opposed to mock speed. <laughs> yes, that was a pun. That was a terrible pun. Hey guys, I made a pun. That was very nice. You're funny. Um, We're going to continue with with mystery yes. week mystery this week, week. and another steaming gobbit. A lovely selection from our <laughs> our news really goes original archives. content. Gobbit. Yes, I love it. Yeah, it's a it's a Spencer word. Sounds dirty, so we're going to move on and back in time. <laughs> okay. Back from sexy 40s mystery to... Sexy Victorian mystery. <laughs> yes. That's the best kind, if you ask me. With a little sketch that I like to call Murloc Bones. I like to call it that, too. And now, the thrilling adventures of Murloc Bones, deductive genius and private investigator for hire. Once an aspiring chemist, Bones was killed in his prime by a mysterious assailant. Now, rising from his grave, his tortured spirit cannot rest until he solves the mystery of his own murder. In the meantime, however, Murloc is content to have opened his own investigatory service, using his unique skills and a complete lack of skin and muscle to solve crimes. We now take you to his study, where Murloc sits before a steady fire, writing his diary. Raining again. My new assistant is set to come in this morning. He seemed promising in the interview. He didn't seem terribly put off at my appearance, which is always a good sign. He certainly seemed a decent sort. And were I still able to smell, I would probably have sent some sort of pomade in his hair, placing him in a class just above the criminal element. This will be useful. He should be due in any minute. Come in. Mr. Bourne, sir. Ah, Fenris McDougall. Do come in. I thank you, sir. It is better cold than wet outside. As though I could tell, Mr. McDougall. I can't feel a blasted thing, you know. Here, give me your coat and I'll get you a cup of hot tea. <clears throat> thank you, sir. When shall we begin? Well, sir, I dare say we shall begin right off with a bit of a forensic experiment. Here's your tea. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That will help us discover the identity of a fiendish murderer. Sir. Yes. The murder to which I refer is that of Miss Millie Mountebank. The actress. Read about it in the papers, I did. Grizzly stuff. Indeed. Three knife wounds to the calf, two on her ankles, and one higher up on her thigh, hitting her femoral artery. She was assaulted outside the theater after a performance, collapsed, and bled to death. Didn't she cry out for help? When Scotland Yard arrived, they found her with a gag in her mouth. And they found this. A piece of fabric, sir. Yes. A piece of her dress, with a mysterious white powder on it. Curious, Mr. Bourne's. Now, lacking a nose and not wishing to submit you to a sniff test of evidence on your first day, I think the best way to identify this powder is with some old-fashioned chemical analysis. So, if you please, sir, help me move this apparatus over here. Thank you. What a brilliant setup, Mr. Bowens. It's so complex. Thank you. I built it myself. Do you have any clues other than the bit of powder, Mr. Bowens? Not yet. But my intuition tells me something will emerge. Your intuition, sir? Yes, Mr. McDougall. A detective has no greater tool, sir. With intuition and deductive logic, a man can solve anything at all. Oh, and what have you deduced of me? Your favorite fruit is the damson plum. You eat them dried over granola every morning. I, uh... Thus, when you put your boots on this morning, you put the left one on first. And you take your morning tea with clotted cream. How could you possibly know all that? You've got purple stains on your left hand, and only the damson plum leaves that exact kind of stain. Now, if you've got them on your left hand, that means you held your spoon in your left hand, and thus you put on your left boot first. But how did you know to put clotted cream in my tea? You've got some on your beard. Oh, how embarrassing. And our analysis is done. It is indeed, sir. What have you found? Mr. McDougall, this mysterious white powder is, as I suspected, talcum. Indeed, sir. Yes, and from the size and shape of the individual grains, I can tell you precisely at which London plant it was produced. Bet your coat, Mr. McDougall. We're going for a stroke. So this is where they make talc and powder. Yes, yeah, see? They take blocks of talc and grind them under those millstones with cornmeal to create baby powder. 
fascinating. Now remember, McDougal, disguised as we are, no one will ever see through our deceit. As long as we pretend to be Frenchmen. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, hello, sirs. Can't help you at all. Ah, uh, oui, monsieur. We have come to inspect your records. We are, uh, auditors, my partner and I. Uh, in the interest of corporate and ethical transparency, we ask you to open your ledgers. Uh, yes, we. Oh, well, anything for the French, I guess. Come on in. Thank you, sir. Uh, that will be all. Very well, gentlemen. Take your time. The ledger's right there. Ah. Ah, yes. This will do quite nicely. What does it say, Mr. Bones? By my desiccated osseous tissue, McDougal. It's damning evidence that points us in the direction of the killer. What do you mean, sir? Why, most of this talcum is sold to pharmaceutical companies and cosmetic groups. They use the powder as a fixative. But this plant also sells to private buyers. And from the looks of this ledger, to one in particular. Who is it, Mr. Bones? Why, none other than Colonel Kensington, the Louis XIV of crime. You don't mean... I do! The dreaded Colonel Baby. From a young age, the Colonel knew he was destined for a life of science. After a lifetime of study and distinguished military service, he succeeded in creating the Elixir Vitae, the Philosopher's Stone, the potion of eternal life. But he consumed too much of it. It restored his youth, but left him in the form of an infant for eternity. Now bitter at his shape, he bends his awesome intellect towards horrific criminal activity. Indeed, Mr. Bones. <gasps> Colonel Baby! Yes, Bones, it is I, your dreaded nemesis. When I heard you were on the case, I tightened security around my favorite horse. And now I have you. But how could you see through our brilliant disguises? Only Bones would be so bold as to pretend to be French. The only French investors in this foe are personal friends of mine. And so I was forced to deduct that it was you, Bones, and your new assistant. Henchman, seize them! You do realize that you're admitting your guilt, don't you? You've come to stop us from finding you out, but in so doing, you're damning yourself. Of course he is, McDougal. But he doesn't expect us to survive this encounter. Do you, Colonel? I don't, Bones. That is why I can admit freely to all present that yes, yes, I killed Mrs. Montebank. She was once my lover, but after my transformation, she left me for dead and married another man. I offered her life eternal, and she rebuffed my advances. So I killed her, and I regret nothing. And what do you intend to do, you fiend? You cannot scare us. Mr. Bones has no nervous system. I intend to use this facility, so I want to be purpose to soothe the tender bottoms of small children, to crush your puny bodies into nothing. Hurry, men, bring them to the grinding mill. Winch them up and dangle them over the millstones. You're a monster. I'm a baby. You'll never get away with this, you scoundrel. Oh, but it looks like I have. Isn't that right, Moloch Bones? It did certainly seem that way, wouldn't it? How can you be so calm at the moment of your undoing? Don't you realize you're about to die? Again? And you there, for the first time. Ignore him, McDougal. I've discovered a structural flaw in this winch system. Shift your weight to the left. Very well, but why, sir? I can tell by the grease stains on this hempen rope that the pulley by which we are suspended is a Winchester model 37AA, which means that its ball bearings only handle a compressive stress of 562 newtons per millimeter square, which means that if we swing our bodies in such a fashion as to describe a circle with a radius of 1.6 meters, we can shatter the ball bearings and break free with our limber forms intact. Brilliant, sir. Wait, what are you doing? You may have wanted on me, Bones, but I'm... I'm okay. Henchman, 
Hold on, henchman. I can logically deduce that you have a deeply rooted psychological trauma. Clearly, you need to attach yourselves to a higher authority due to childhood parental abandonment issues. Timeouts for all of you. I am very disappointed. He's <laughs> right. He's so right. He's so right. He's so right. So <laughs> now, Colonel Baby, it's off to Scotland Yard with you. No, not that place. No. That was a fine first day at work, indeed. I'll say, McDougal, you may expect every day to be similarly action-packed. Now let us retire to the parlor, where we may abuse prescription medicines. <laughs> How delightful. That was jolly good clean fun. It was indeed. Seekers was all about talcum powder. Yes, it was. And that's clean For fun. shame, David. You're listening here to KWUR's Theater of the Air, you're on 90.3 FM, St. Louis, Underground Radio. Remember that one time we were going to have like a like a singing station ID? Oh, we yes. should. And I think we, shall, we still I, still should. Listeners, listeners, we will someday have a singing station ID. You oh, mark yes. my words. Oh, but yes. in the interim, you'll only have to be satisfied with this. K-W-U-R, Clayton! Isn't that nice? Mellifluous? That's going to be my word. I'm I would call use it that uh, once odious. every episode. Odious. As a matter of fact, that would be my word for that. Fans of the show, check for check for me to use mellifluous at least once every episode. <laughs> if uh, you hear David using the word mellifluous, you can call in at 314-935-5987. If you spell it correctly, you'll get a parade. <laughs> or maybe a prize. Or at least a hearty handshake. You leader of tomorrow, least. you. Prayed only available in masculine. <laughs> we're going to Scalloway. take a. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break now. We are indeed going to take a quick break. We shall be back forthwith with forth. For me, please. Yet too many owners. At least one in four businesses affected by a disaster, whether it's man-made or natural, never reopen. Can you sign this for me, please? Yet too many owners put off their company's disaster plan because they let too many day-to-day -day things get in the way. Disasters are unpredictable, so visit Ready.gov to make your company's disaster plan. Ready.gov. It's never too late to protect your business until it is. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. That public service announcement was a bit of a disaster. Oh, we failed. I'm, I, we apologize for any and all technical difficulties. Don't blame us. Blame the system. <laughs> blame the man. I was gonna <laughs> say blame the computer monkey. Oh, there's a monkey inside the computer. No, there's not. Yes, there is. David. Yes, there is. We had to talk about this. How else do they make it go? Magic. David. Magic monkeys. Monkeys don't Magic know monkeys. Magic? Magic monkeys. Oh, I guess that's our cue to stop talking. Magic monkeys.
And we're back. The answer is still monkeys. Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Never do that ever again. <laughs> you are listening to the K-Word Theater of the Air here on KWUR, Clayton 90.3 FM. I'm David Reinstrom. I'm David Bernal Brutman. And I am always some Alex Jensen. What if you're not always Alex Jensen? But I, but I am. Oh, okay. You're so the only one of us in, like, a corner corner, so I think I should always introduce you like, And in this corner, wearing blue! <laughs> I'm in a corner. I guess you're in a corner. I'm in a I think corner. We're all and in, in that corners. corner, wearing gray I have... from the city of the of the historical recreation. It's David Brunel Brotman. And in that corner, wearing blue from the city of the big cheese curd, the number one contender, Alexandra Nicole Jensen. You know what I was just channeling there? Uh, a you're boxing gonna, announcer. Hate me. No, no. <laughs> that was the, my guess. My well, guess yes, was boxing well, announcer. Yes, but more specifically, Alex, do you know? Um, the intro to the song Great White Hope by Styx off their album Pieces oh. of Eight. Oh, my God. Oh. And in this corner, wearing white from That's the city of the so big shoulders, bad. the number one contender in a 10-round exhibition for your entertainment. I try to block most oh my God. six songs out That was of my, the first album memory. I ever bought with my own money. Have I ever told you that? First yes, album I ever bought with my own money was, oh, was Pieces wow. of Eight by Styx. Mine was Big Willie style. That's not that unique. Uh, you know Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. I honestly ha, have ha, no ha. memory of the first album. I that's bought. that's my Will Smith that's impression. Is you lay down good. some beats and I laugh over it. Wicky wicky. Ha, 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 ha. I'm Big Willie. That's pretty good. You, anyway, you wanna... were we talking no. about something? Um, what were we talking about? Oh, you mean how it's Mystery Week? Oh yes, that is what we were talking about, I... ladies and gentlemen. It's Mystery Week and Tuesday. You know what? Yes. What would have been cool? We should have had a mystery during the show, and like the the listeners would have had to figure it out over the course of the show. Dear God, someone's murdered the ambassador. Well, it's too late now. We, oh. We've got like we've got like <laughs> five minutes left. Fine, hold on. I'll solve this mystery. Put yeah. on something. Where is he going? Wait, what am I putting? Like an article of clothing? No, 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 no. Put, I mean, put a put a thing on the. All right. Uh, I'll be back. So, I'll solve this mystery. Oh, okay. David's gonna go solve this mystery. In the meantime, we're gonna listen to a little more. If you were here with us last week, Stan Freeberg, and this is a vaguely mystery-themed commercial by Mr. Freeberg. So enjoy. Fantastic. All right, there is something completely wrong with um, this CD player. Maybe it is I don't is know what monkeys. it is. It's I, not playing. I was too it quick could be. to judge, perhaps. It could be. When David said monkeys. Oh, but David is back. David. Okay, the operation proceeds apace. I'm still investigating. Okay, what have you found so far? So far, I have found nothing but a piece of stale bread, a half of a fish, and an old shoe. I will return. What size is the shoe? Thirteen and a half. It's green. Oh, that's obvious, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I think we all know who did this already. Listeners, if you know who committed this murder, <laughs> call in at 314-935-5987. We're Your waiting. Your information can crack this case. Indeed, it can. <laughs> Turn with the culprit. <gasps> yes, it was him. Say it, Laszlo. Uh, yeah, I'm Laszlo, and I killed the ambassador. Yeah, why'd you do it, Laszlo, you down-low, dirty dog? Uh, well, I was uh, eating a piece of bread and half of a fish while trying on new shoes. And, I knew it! And all of a sudden, an uncontrollable rage came over me, uh, and my true hatred for diplomacy of any kind rushed through my veins, and I stabbed the nearest diplomat, which happened to be the ambassador. <laughs> but why? Why the ambassador from Protsylvania? Why did you do it? Because I loathe Protsylvania. That's a good enough reason. Take him away, boys! You're coming with us! We'll get you! Where did Another all those mystery solved. Come from? Oh, I have them at my on my retainer. Another mystery or solved. I have them on retainer. Here on I'm K-word. wearing a retainer. 
here on Kwer's Theater of the Air. No help to you. No, no thing. I'm sorry. I'm trying to say a sentence, and someone help me. Why don't we listen to that <laughs> aforementioned Stan Freeberg commercial? Yes, that's a fantastic idea. I I'll, think that's a. I think that's an excellent idea. Let's take a listen. I'll work on my enunciation. Secret Agent 008, Irving Bond, strode toward intelligence headquarters of the Prince Noodle Company. His strong, lean, suntan fingers closed on a cool brass doorknob. It fit the palm of his hand nicely. He turned it and stepped onto a deep pile rug the color of a good Chianti wine. Not too aggressively red, just right. Ah, 008, what took you so long? Well, we had a lot of description to get through. The doorknob, the rug... What's up? Gold noodle. Again? What's he up to? A fiendish scheme to make people think his pale bland noodles are just as good as Prince Golden Egg noodles. Keep an eye on him. Check? Check. But, Mr. Gold Noodle, is this how Prince gets their noodles gold? No. They put expensive eggs in them, but not me. <laughs> I'm going to paint my noodles with gold paint. Don't be too sure of that, Gold Noodle. Bond! Do you really think you're going to stop me from imitating Prince's golden egg noodles? We'll find that out in the next Noodle Pack chapter of Gold Noodle. I regret to inform our listeners that we are out of time. We are out of time. It is a very sad thing. So I'd like to say goodbye. Goodbye now to all of you. Uh, Here at the Theater of the Air at KWUR, I'm David Reinstrom. I'm David Brunel Brutman. And I'm Alex Jensen. And now some credits. The K-Worth Theater of the Air was written and produced this week by David Brunel Brutman, Alex Jensen, and David Reinstrom. Our theme music is provided by both Peter McConnell and the Guys All-Star Shoe Band. This week's specialty cocktail is the Pork Teeny. This week's flavor of chocolate milk is extra chocolate. Uh, just a reminder, last week's flavor was sub-chocolate. That is, once again, sub-chocolate. And finally, this week's bird is the fiddler crab. See if you can catch one in the news. Thank you to all those working behind the scenes here on the Kayworth Theater of the Air. Set design by Dick Pickle. Lighting by Sir Archibald Withington. And, as always, thanks to the Ghostbusters for their continued support and periodic station exorcisms. We'll see you next week, same time, same place. Goodbye, everyone. On a Tuesday. Also, monkeys. Uh, monkeys. I'm, I'm going to argue with They were monkeys. They were monkeys. That is what it was. They were monkeys Absolutely from the computer. They're magicians. No, if they're anything. not magicians. They are monkeys. No. <laughs>